0: Hi everybody, this is the Simpson Show. I'm Robbie with my co host Matt, and we are here to talk about the Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you?
1: I am uh well, I would Fan- say suicidal, but fantastic. Heavily depressed after this episode. I am fantastic. I'll fill in the blanks for you, Matt. Uh huh. Thanks, thanks. Just a lot of the people for me. This
0: episode's great, what are you talking about? Mel Gibson, we all love Mel Gibson, right? Uh huh, sure. I mean, I didn't I liked him in nineteen ninety nine.
1: Oh, I'm pretty sure we all liked him in, like, the late 80s when he was doing Lethal Weapon and Braveheart. And, well, Braveheart, Braveheart was kind of early 90s, but still. 1996.
0: Yeah. Braveheart. Braveheart's really? great. Oh. I love Braveheart.
1: Um, for
0: 95. Excuse me. Braveheart was 95. Get that facts right. Uh, hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash Show for only $2 a month. gain access to
1: all of our bonus
0: content. Lots of back stuff. We got uh, a slew of people to thank, Matthew.
1: We do... Everyone came back for season 11 because they wanted to hear our pain. I, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Andrew
0: DuPont. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. VJ Ball. Ball. Uh, BJ. Thank you very much. VJ, you rock. Miles Coakley. Miles, thank you. Miles, we extend our thanks. And finally, Sarah Dixon. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. On this week's episode, it is Beyond Blunderdome, episode AABF23, originally aired September 26th, 1999, written by Mike Scully, and directed by Mike Scully, and show ran by Mike Scully.
1: Robbie, you say that in, in
0: an almost derogatory manner. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of the time... We know we know that the Simpsons have a writers' room, and a lot of you know a lot of time when you give episode credits to uh, a writer or director, you understand that it is a a collaborative process. There's a lot of people's uh, thoughts and efforts in an episode, but I think it's fairly clear when this man's name is on the in the credits four different times. Maybe his imprint is a little bit more distinct than others. Are you saying Mike Scully is a, a giant Mel Gibson fan, perhaps? I, I, I will, we'll talk about it. There's, we, I, we have some, we have some information, um, that we will discuss, Matt. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this is the, the first episode of season 11. It finished 48th in the ratings. The Nielsen rating of eight, approximately 8.1 million viewing households. It was the highest rated show on Fox that week, beating both Futurama and King of the Hill, which shows there is no justice in the world. Indeed. Or at least shows that people hadn't caught on to the issues yet. I, I I, don't know. The chalkboard gag. Fridays are not pants optional. Well, it depends on where you work. If you work from home, Fridays are pants optional. Absolutely every, like every day. Every day is pants optional. The it, dress code. It, the, it varies. Uh, the couch gag. Uh, we see the the Tracy Ullman show version of The Simpsons meet the present day version of The Simpsons. And they all scream at each other or run away as should be as should happen i like it's that's nice it's a good that's a good couch gag i like it let me not i would not it will not be said that i don't say anything nice about this episode i like the couch gag uh i like the chalkboard gag honestly the guests indeed those this, are both amazing they're both very good uh the episode guest stars mel gibson as himself and jack burns as extensively a- as himself yeah, <laughs> I say this. It's, it's, uh, Jack Burns as Edward Christian. Jack Burns is a, an old comedian. Um, and you they use a couple of his classic kind of bits in this episode. Uh, he ends up – the character Edward Christian repeats himself and multiple times. Uh, I think twice. He repeats blah, 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 blah. And then the other characters uh, respond. And that is uh, one of his – famous bits um gotcha he worked on the muppet show extensively oh which, well good for him yeah definitely slumming it here still alive even today Ooh, awesome a- 84 years old um i actually like that character As, as you know as, it's not like a big character or anything but it he's likable and that's saying something i guess <laughs> um the episode begins with the family watching television as many episodes do. The kids uh deserve
1: better, Matt. They do. They deserve a non-polluted planet, but good luck with that.
0: Yeah, uh we see it's a commercial for an electric car uh where we are getting uh the the, the commercial is guilt tripping uh people into buying an electric car because the kids deserve better and I think that they Hey, I think they've eventually realized that people don't care about that. They want a car that looks really neat and saves some money, which is why that the Teslas do well.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because they look awesome and uh, they end up saving you money on gasoline. That's really what people care about. They do not care about if their kids are breathing in carbon monoxide. It turns out old people hate the uh, the young. <laughs> Who knew? Who knows? Uh Homer sees it and he doesn't uh, – He he, like many – uh, of the aforementioned people, don't care about any of that stuff. But Homer is interested in a free gift, which is what you get uh, for giving a car a test drive, I guess. Um, so they go in for one.
2: I'm proud of you, Dad. Buying an electric car will help clean the air up and protect the Earth's supply. If of... You're faking this to get the gift, aren't you? But I like the nice things you said about me. Thinking of saying goodbye to gas? You betcha. <laughs> Bart! Well, that shut me up. Hello. I uh, love your planet deeply, and I'm interested in purchasing one of your electronic autos. Well, it's always nice to meet people concerned about the environment. What kind of mint?
0: I heard a... Matt? Matt. (laughs) Did you just... Did you just sigh? The the, the sigh and Marge farting? Yes, (laughs) yes, I did. I I do want to also note that in our notes, it, it, it takes up a whole line. Those two words. Marge farts.
1: Exactly. My wife walked out of the room in disgust. <laughs> because uh, that's why? funny. I... Why why do you need to make marge fart?
0: Now nah, I <laughs> if we're going to talk about the sins of this episode, marge, you know, farting is extraordinarily minor. I yeah. don't really have a problem with it honestly. <laughs> like it, it like as a non sequitur kind of just throwaway gag, it's fine. You know, it's not a, it's not terrible. I'll take Marge farting over Marge getting breast implants.
1: Oh, that's true. We saw all this a season for that, right?
0: Yeah, you know, I w- – women It's fart. It's fine. I mean it doesn't make any it doesn't it doesn't fit anywhere in this episode really, but eh, If I'm gonna I'm not gonna get angry about that. I have other i have bigger fish to fry. So they they take the electric car for a test drive. It is uh, you know, a scene full of a lot of physical gags, not a lot of stuff I can pull uh and show it audio. Uh they drive the electric car around. It is quiet, and Homer hates it. Uh, they end up driving the thing. Homer, I guess, thinks electric cars can swim or are uh, can at least are
1: compatible with water. Well, yeah. I mean, didn't you know that every electric car is also aquatic? Just grab somebody's Tesla and run into the water, and it'll totally transform like the Incredicar. car or Incredimobile, whatever it's called. <laughs> so uh,
0: he and he does drive the, the car. I mean. I will give it credit. That car lasts
1: an entire trip underneath the water. And it makes it back to the dealership, even. Yeah. I don't know how they got it back there. I, <laughs> it, it kind of explodes with them in it.
0: it yeah. There's a lot of very noxious uh, fumes. They do kill some dolphins, I think. And then dolphins, some- fish, and mermaids. And then mermaids. Yeah, there are mermaids in there. This episode didn't have the, the prerequisite fantasy animals- that the simpsons need nowadays i guess yeah <laughs> so mermaids now make the list um homer returns the 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 car it is destroyed just to get the gift we we cut to later at some point we don't know how much later but the car has been returned destroyed uh the, the simpsons family flee with their gift And then, at some point later, they open the gift, and they talk about Mel Gibson a little bit. Because what's, you know, Mel Gibson is basically um, Poochie. When he's not on screen, everyone should be talking about him.
2: Hey, we Uh. never opened that envelope to see what our gift is. We didn't. That's odd. Seems like we would have done that right after we left the car place. I know, but we didn't. Well, here it is, so we can open it and find out now. Perfect. Oh, movie tickets. It hardly seems worth destroying a car. They're passes to a test screening of a new movie starring <gasps> Mel Gibson. Who else is in it? Who cares? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is just a guy, Marge. No different than me or Lanny. Were you or Lenny ever named Sexiest Man Alive? I'm not certain about Lenny. Besides, it's not just his chiseled good looks. People Magazine says he's a devoted father, goes to church every week, and likes to fix things around the home. Let's make love. Okay.
1: What, you didn't keep in the you're thinking of me, right, part? Nice. I think we got the gist of it, Matt. Uh, Yeah, we got that Marge is incredibly attracted to Mel Gibson, even after she was so distraught when Lenny almost died at Homer (laughs) (laughs) Defined.
0: So this is, I think this is a, a, I think context is important for this episode, especially in regards to Mel Gibson, because this is 1999. Uh, Braveheart came out. I I, we I picked pulled up his IMDb. You know, Braveheart came out in 95. Ransom was in 96. Conspiracy Theory 97. Lethal Weapon 4 98. Payback 99. So you know he he's still in the public consciousness. He is still you know. America's, you know people's magazines of sexist men alive considering still in that area this is prior to his you know arrest and meltdown in two thousand six, which is kind of when th- i I think the public the public's con- conception of Mel Gibson changed, and ever since then he still works, but not nearly as much
1: and not nearly as successful as he once did That's true he's focused on his own offer to the Catholic Church, which is much more strict. Because we all knew the Catholic Church is way too lenient. He
0: also, you know, he also kind of, che- he directed stuff. Um, Passion- he directed Passion of the Christ 2004, Apocalypto 2006, and then Hacksaw Ridge again in 2016. Um, but this is 1999. He is still just, you know, Mel Gibson the actor and, you know, like star of Lethal Weapon and Braveheart and all that stuff. He is not what we think of Mel Gibson, I think, nowadays. And I think you, I try to keep that in mind as I'm watching this episode. I don't try, I try to separate, it's hard to do. I try to separate what I think of as Mo Gibson now, it, who, you know, how our idea of what he, who he, who he actually is, th- like that matters. Cause I don't, this is, pl- they say playing himself. I, this is as much himself as, you know, uh, like, um, Ron Howard is playing himself when he when he has appeared. That's true. It's more like a slightly wackier version of themselves. Yeah. It is Mel Gibson playing in every man, I think. It is him trying to play Homer Simpson, honestly. That is what I read this an, as. And every movie star. Yes. It is like if Homer Simpson was a movie star, is what this Mel Gibson is. Um so we they are they get tickets to a screening of Mel Gibson's new movie, which is "Mr. Smith Goes to Washington," a, a remake of the the classic "Mr. Smith Goes to Washington," which Matt and I watched for our, the as part of our, uh, a Patreon bonus episode. Um, it was good. This is not. Well, I mean, we haven't. We didn't see the Gibson version. We didn't see the the actual true version of this. We only end up seeing bits and pieces of Homer's version of this. So who knows sure, sure. what who knows how the actual like this theoretical version of Mr. Smith goes to Washington is because, you know, despite all the things Mochison has done, he's I still consider him a good actor. Um, so they go to the screening along with, I guess, everyone in Springfield. A uh, comic book guy is kicked out because he has a computer with him. Uh,
1: can't do that because that's how you pirated it back then. You brought your whole desktop computer in. <laughs> he had a mouse, Matt. Thank you very much. <laughs> so.
0: Uh, we we see a little intro by uh, the the Christian what is the Edward Christian. We see an intro by him telling the the spring the Springfieldians gathered about the movie, and they're all excited to see it. They're excited that that they get to sneak peek into Hollywood or whatever that is. Uh, they ask if Mel Gibson's there, and he's they say he's not. He's not there. Uh, he's in Hollywood. However, we cut away from them. And we see him. We see him show up and talk to some of the uh, other Hollywood guys there. Uh, Matt, I'm going to – this is – I just want you to listen to this clip. I want – after it's done playing, I want to know if you can tell me anything about it that stands out, okay?
1: Sure. Okay. Did they
0: like it? Well, they haven't seen it yet, Mel.
2: How'd you get here from L.A. so fast?
0: John Travolta flew me in his
3: jet. Now I have to help him move next weekend. He deliberately waited till we were in the air to ask me. You know, you really didn't have to make this trip, Mel. The screeny's gonna go fine, believe me. I don't know. I think this movie was a big mistake. All I do is talk for two hours. I don't shoot anybody. What was I thinking? You shouldn't
2: worry about the movie. William and I both think it's fabulous.
3: And I think we know a little something about the movie business. <laughs> oh, Robin, you've gotta see the director's cut of booty call. It's fabulous. What,
2: even better than the original? Cause that was pretty fabulous too.
3: And he fought for them once, for the only reason any man ever does. Because of one plain, simple rule. Love thy neighbor. Boring. It's
2: not boring. He's passionate about government. <laughs> <laughs> At least the Jimmy Stewart version had that giant rabbit who ran the savings and loan.
1: Okay. Um. I, I don't recall a giant rabbit running the savings and loan. Was that a guy in a costume? Uh, that it, Homer is confusing multiple Jimmy. Uh, okay, just checking. I because I don't remember that part. <laughs> He's confusing. Multiple. I would have
0: remembered a Johnny. That's the movie named Harvey. Is there's a, and that's also ah. Harvey and uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Jimmy Stewart movies. Um, I, I just also want to point out that that prior to us hearing the the film and Homer's opinions on it, there's that is a scene with zero Simpsons characters all talking to each other.
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, this is an episode about Mel Gibson, not The Simpsons. I mean, this is The Mel Gibson Show, right? The Gibsons?
0: <laughs> the Gibsons. It, it, yeah, there, that is Mel Gibson talking to three Hollywood people or two Hollywood, whatever it is. And there are no Simpsons characters in that scene, which I feel like I kind of kinda want that in my Simpsons. I kind of want every character. I don't. There's a lot of Mel. Okay. This is not. This is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. So. Uh the the movie they we the screening finishes Homer hates it everyone else seemingly l- really likes it uh Burns loves it uh f- uh let's see Frank likes it um Sea Captain likes Mo it. Loves it Mo sea loves Captain it Sea Captain likes it Yeah everyone likes the movie except for Homer Marge likes it everyone likes it Homer does not uh, Mel Gibson is there. He is still, you know, he is worried about people, th- about the movie. And it, it seems to reflect more about his fears about what the movie is than what the actual movie is showing. He is trying to make a little quick exit to, I guess, pee behind a dumpster, which apparently is the thing he actually did when attending things like this, because he didn't want to be in a bathroom surrounded by a bunch of fans. He would literally go and pee in alleyways just so he could have a little bit of
1: freedom. I mean, it's not the worst idea, but, you know, maybe you're a rich guy. Set up a porta potty out back or something. You don't need to go behind a dumpster. That's just public urination. That's gross. Uh, Yeah. So that's the the, it was supposed to be a joke. But he I
0: I think he literally asked them. He's like, how did you know I did that? Uh, Important facts. So he's trying to make a little quick escape into the alley. The fire alarm goes off. Everyone in the theater sees him. And kind of surrounds him. Hi, everybody.
3: <gasps> Hi, Mr. Gibson. Thanks for coming, folks. And don't be afraid to be completely truthful when you fill out your opinion cards. Honesty is the foundation of the movie business.
2: Oh, we'll be honest. We could never lie to you, Mel. <laughs> um, will you be reading the cards yourself, Mel?
3: Well, I'll be reading yours personally. <laughs> 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 That's it.
2: I'm telling Mr. Stupidest Man Alive what I really thought of his movie. Hey, Gibson. Uh, yes, sir. Got a pencil? There you go. Thanks. Waste my time in front of it, stupid. Appreciate it. <laughs> the movie tested through the roof now. The sea captain gave it four Rs. Bumblebee Man says, movie bueno. And we were worried about the Latino market, huh? Yeah. Huh?
3: Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Huh? Worried. Come on, they can't all have loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Loved it despite absence of flubber. Glaven? Oh, here we go. Your movie was more boring than church. All you did was yak, yak, yak. You didn't even shoot anybody. Damn, I knew it. Uh, don't do this to yourself, Mel. The guy's obviously a nut. Maybe, maybe he's the only person with the guts to tell me the truth. Turn the plane around. I want to go to 742 Evergreen Terrace.
2: But you promised to help me move. Oh, uh, jeez.
1: I just love John uh, Travolta's characterization in this. It's so accurate. <laughs> I, I la- I, I. That's twice. I, I
0: watched this the first time. I laughed at this, and I laughed again. Now, I, and I don't know if it's because it's funny. It's just it's so absurd to have sh- this J- T- Dan Castelletta doing an impression of John Travolta as. As if that's actually, it's so strange to me, the fact that they have Mel Gibson talking to quote-unquote John Travolta, and it's this weird, I don't know, it's a very weird situation, so I'll admit to that. I don't know
1: if I would call it funny, but I did laugh. There's that. Um, That's true. It'd make you giggle, just, you know, while also rolling your eyes. Yeah, it's it's just insane. Um, We got a commercial, Matt. That's it. Uh, That's it for Act 1. That's true. And when we come back, uh, Mel Gibson is at the Simpsons house, John Travolta having landed the plane in the street, which is something normal people always do. They always land planes in the middle of the street. It's, just, it's hard to drive these days, with little planes landing in the street. Anyway, uh, Mel Gibson knocks on the door and basically it's Marge answers the door, starts freaking out. Uh, Homer gets up to confront Mel Gibson. Bart encourages Homer to fight uh, Mr. Gibson because... He wants to see Homer get beaten up. And, you know, I'd kind of like to see that fight because Homer Homer, it does have Homer Simpson syndrome. So I feel like it would be like the Peter and the chicken fights from Family Guy. It would go on for a long time because Homer has no strength but can take quite the beating. Whereas, you know, Mel Gibson probably can't take a beating super well, but probably dish it out. Seeing as this was the late 90s, he was still in decent shape. So, again, a fight I'd like to see. I mean, does anyway, it happen in the Simpsons universe? Uh, yes, yes, it does. Obviously, there'll be dynamite coyotes and Homer (laughs) will end up bent backwards over a uh, I don't fire hydrant. That's I don't know.
0: I'm okay without I don't need to. We'll get to there's plenty of action in this episode. You
1: don't need more. Come on. That's true. That's true. Speaking of which, uh, Mel Gibson is actually there to plead for Homer's help because he has the worst taste in comments ever.
3: Mr. Simpson, I need your help. Uh? I think you're right about my movie and I want you to help me make it better.
2: Really? You want my help? Marge, did you hear that? Mel Gibson wants my help! Mel Gibson! But, Dad, I thought you hated him.
3: Shut up.
2: Homer doesn't know anything about making movies.
3: Don't sell your husband short, Mrs. Simpson. She's always doing that, Mel. <clears throat> Homer is a brutally honest man, completely tactless and insensitive. <laughs> Guilty as charged. The problem I have is people love me so much they never criticize me. I speed all the time, but cops never give me a ticket. If I don't pay my taxes, the IRS pays them for me. Oh, you poor thing. It's hell being Mel. Come on, jeez. I don't have much time, Homer. Will you come to Hollywood with me?
1: You had me at hello.
3: I didn't say hello.
1: So, yes, at this point, uh, Mel Gibson is, once again, still the star of this episode. Uh, It's really all about him and the Simpsons are just there as window dressing. Uh, But they're portraying him as... (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> They're portraying him as almost an everyman of like, oh, yeah, this guy's a huge, you know, actor. He's he's all kinds of powerful and money. But, you know, he, he's he's your average down to earth kind of guy who just wants some help making movies for the average Joe.
0: I well, one, this this clip, I, I'm i glad you pulled it back because him complaining about, oh, I, I do all these awful things and no one does anything about it. Just give it seven years Mel. And you'll get all the you get all the comeuppance you're asking for, um, it, again yeah, again, what, it, it doesn't, it, none of this happens for any reason other than this is the that there's no character reason any of this happens, like there's no no it's, no no characters in this have any agency. It is we have Mel Gibson and because he's in this episode, things happen.
1: That's true, like. I believe we were talking about this uh, for our listener question that you'll find out later. Uh, But a lot of people think that Lady Gaga is one of the worst guest stars has ever had. And I don't think that's quite true because at least in the Lady Gaga episode, the actual plot of the episode is about Lisa feeling bad for one of the thousands of reasons. Lisa has felt bad in episodes and it's Lady Gaga shows up to help her with that. This episode on the other hand is just Mel Gibson's here and he wants the Simpsons help. So it's not really about the Simpsons at all, unless somehow Mel Gibson got kidnapped and it's about the Simpsons saving him. Which, hey, if he gets kidnapped and beaten up and the Simpsons come to save him, that's a much better episode. Maybe they should do that one now. I And then he just happens to die, I, die at the end of the episode I, instead I of being saved. I don't think that any. that's
0: not, I don't, that doesn't sound like a good episode, Matt.
1: I don't, I well, don't. It's don't, better than
0: this one. Um, I don't know about that. I I just I I I, I just I <laughs> This is a, celeb- a celebrity littering literally flying a plane to the Simpson's doorstep and asking Homer Simpson for help making a movie and I, I don't can't, can't make I can't follow you there I just can't make that leap
1: It's it's a hell of a leap it's, but Anyway, at this point, uh, the Simpsons go to Hollywood. Marge does the whole stupid Hollywood, here we come, Hollywood, here we are, that I swear has happened before, but maybe I've just seen this episode too many times. I could be wrong. Uh, we also get the... Okay, Robbie, have you ever seen Get Shorty? Yeah. Do you know what year that came out? Um, Mid-late 90s, I think. I don't remember okay. precisely. You have the internet. Uh, 95, us. okay. So, yes, this is basically... Uh, the Simpsons stealing a joke from Get Shorty. Okay. Which, sure, why Sound, not? Sounds right. <laughs> sounds right for The Simpsons at this period. Uh, basically, uh, Mel Gibson drives a Dodge Caravan uh, minivan, and uh, Homer is impressed by this for some reason. We also get a Robert Downey Jr. joke uh, where he is shooting it out with the police, but no one sees any cameras because that's where Robert Downey Jr. was. Just five short years or no? No, nah, 2008. 10 years, 10 years before Iron Man. <laughs> yep. So, uh, we then cut to the, the family splits up. Homer goes with Mel Gibson to work on the movie. The family goes sightseeing, touring, essentially. Uh, Homer's suggestions are incredibly dumb. Uh, he wants the opening in fast, uh, fast motion because it looks funny. And then he wants a montage where Mel Gibson tries on a whole bunch of hats, which sure.
0: Relatable relatable humor and problems, Matt.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's what we're going with. Anyway, while they're on the tour, uh, The Simpsons are somewhat underwhelmed because the Brown Derby restaurant is gone, and just a whole bunch of other, let's say less than enthusiastic uh, locations are are on the tour. Uh, I believe at this point we also get uh, Ellen Jenner's and... um, Anne Heche. Anne Heche. Uh, they live together and then some other stupid place moving on. <laughs> uh, they're just, they're one note jokes that I didn't even laugh at that. I just straight up rolled my eyes. Yeah, it's, it
0: is, it, it, it dates the episode a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. I mean, everything but. in this episode dates the episode because it stars Mel Gibson, but in and, and Mel Gibson to such a degree, You know, if it was just a small part, it would not be as big a deal. But because it has he's such an important part. And then they do very Hollywood at the time jokes. um, It it feels immediately places episode like, oh, yeah, I know what time this is. You know, it makes it feel exactly like it's
1: 1999. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, At this point. We go back to Homer and Gibson, who are working on the movie, and we see that Homer has come up with more suggestions, and they are equally as bad. You want me to replace the villain with a dog?
3: I mean, nobody will know what's going on. They will if you set up that the dog is evil. All
2: you have to do is show him doing this.
3: (laughs) And people will suspect the dog. Maybe this wasn't a good idea, Homer. I'm sorry I dragged you out here. Let me pay your bus fare home. Uh, 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 now here's your biggest
2: problem of all. The filibuster scene? That was Jimmy Stewart's favorite. And it was fine for the 1930s. The country was doing great back then. Everyone was into talking. But now, in whatever year this is, the audience wants action and seats with beverage holders, but mainly action.
3: You really think the end is boring?
2: Oh, Mel, it's the most boring piece of garbage I've ever seen. It's not easy for me to say that.
3: Hmm, I guess it is a little flat. Okay, let's reshoot the ending. I'll call the hair and makeup, ladies. You see if the teamsters will work for free.
1: Piece of cake. Now, where's that kid with my latte? So, yes, Homer has terrible ideas about movies, but of course he does. He's Homer. My biggest problem with this is that we don't get to see any of them in action. As we've been doing this, I've been trying to think of ways this episode could have been better. If we just took Mel Gibson out entirely... And said, Mel Gibson has a movie. Uh, Homer thinks it sucks. Gibson comes and wants Homer to help out. And then he leaves. He just leaves the production in Homer's hands. And we get a whole bunch of jokes about Homer trying to make a good movie. And then we find some way to tie it together in the end of it turns out it's a terrible movie, but Marge still loves it or something like that. That would be a better episode. But instead, we get so much Mel Gibson. It's, just, it's, well, okay. So you kind of entire- you want "Oh, brother, where art thou?" But as Homer, Homer
0: as a director, yeah, I'd take that. Sure, okay. Um, yeah, it, it just doesn't. There's no reason for anything happening. No, no, there is. Like I, hey, when when like literally, like literally in that clip, you hear it. You hear Mel Gibson say, "I don't. I think this is a mistake." Like because I, and that's the only rational thing he says to this entire episode. Um. And then Emilia Homer goes, oh, no, this is your problem. And then Mel Gibson just forgets that he just said that this is all a mistake. Like, it, it literally shifts from one place to another for no reason. Like, it's just like, oh, we need, this is what happens now. Plot dictates it all. Like, Mel Gibson, he can't drive the action with choices because he's not an established character. And even this version of Mel Gibson is so kind of bland. Like, if this was Mel Gibson playing an exaggerated version of himself, it could maybe work. But it's it's the same problem that you get in when you dish upon a star. When you have Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger, like I've watched them in movies and television shows, they're both very good. I think and Mel Gibson, he I think he's a talented actor. I it's not their fault really that their parts are just like this kind of bland, self serving mush, like. Mel Gibson, what is he in this? He's he is kind of an everyman of like a beset Hollywood star that just wants to make movies for Joe Sixpack. Like he wants to make movies for Homer. Like he doesn't want to make intellectual movies. He wants action movies and st- people people and movies where people solve their problems by with guns and violence and action. All right, then and then go for it. You know, make it like like. I think that's really what this episode is like. It feels like it's hitting at from time to time because, you know, the ending, especially like this, we're going to get to the third act in a bit, which is just full of the scullier tropes. But Uh if it was going like, you know, when they, that is the one thing that keeps coming up in the Mel Gibson scenes, at least is he is kind of feels like, I guess, insecure about movies that aren't just action, action, action. And like, oh, yeah, I'm known as an action hero kind of guy. Am I, can I carry a movie like this? And I'm like, oh, that's something. You know, that's a direction. You could take that and have, like, Homer feed into that insecurity and say, yeah, no, actually, people just want to see this and blah, 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 blah. But they show us so many people saying the opposite. Like, they, they, they kind of undercut their own character development here. And, like, if they made it so Mel Gibson is just, like, he turns into, like... This got kind of guy where he's so insecure about his acting ability that he needs to have action scenes in his movies. And Homer is the perfect person to feed into that. OK, but these suggestions are anything like the shifty dog thing, which is uh, Andrew Bloom, friend of the show, was on our last episode is a fan of the shifty dog thing is something. But it's all like, why, what is does hat montages and, and opening and fast motion have to do with any of that? You know, all this is just showing Homer as a, is as an idiot. And that's fine. But that's not a joke. That's not a, that's not a that's not a humor. You know, I don't. It's just a weird thing that happens. Yeah. And it's just there's a lot of things that it's just like, oh, things are happening. And it's not really there's not anything there. Um, I mentioned earlier that I don't know. Scully met Mel Gibson writing jokes for a school fundraiser. I guess Gibson and Daniel Stern were hosts for a school fundraiser and Mike Scully wrote jokes for them and then he learned that Mel Gibson was a huge fan of the show. And so he invited Mel Gibson to guest and they ended up writing a whole episode basically, basically about Mel Gibson like the Mel like this is the same thing I mentioned when you just want to start it's not an accident because it's the same thing. It is a, this episode get is a star is an episode that 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 stars Mel Gibson, Homer Simpson and then everyone else. The there no one else is really meaningful in this. They're they they are the stars of the show. The rest of the family basically vanishes. You know they 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 prop up some jokes,
1: lame jokes about Hollywood. Really, really lame jokes because the next part of uh, my notes just say Hollywood jokes and I frankly don't remember what they are because they were so boring. Do you remember Robbie?
0: I, uh, I mean they, I know they drive past. They're in the tour bus. Do they get off the tour bus?
1: I I don't think so. Uh, They're not very good, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, However, uh, once we go back to Homer and Gibson, uh, we see they have shot an entire new ending in a single night, which is totally a thing that happens. Uh, And then we get to uh, see that new ending. And uh, surprise, surprise, it's bad. Okay, uh, this new ending that we shot last night is a little different than what we had,
3: but I think you'll like it. It's missing some sound effects, and the computer guys haven't added the twinkle in my eye. Well, you're coming off desperate. Roll it, Louie! Here comes two! Well, I'm not licked. And I'm gonna stay right here and fight for this lost cause. Somebody will listen to me. Somebody will. I believe the senator has yielded the floor. (laughs) Yield this, Senator Payne. I move we impose some serious term limits.
2: I second that motion
3: with a vengeance. All in favor? Say,
0: die.
3: Mr. Smith, is highly unorthodox.
2: I'm the president of the United States, and I demand to know what's going on here. <laughs> ah!
3: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
1: So, yes, uh, I apologize. I know there wasn't a whole lot of speaking in there, but I just wanted to hear the action sounds, the shooting, the senator being impaled by an American flag and the president having his head cut off <laughs> at the end of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. See, this is this is what I want. This is a, I, like it is a bad.
0: This is a, one of the few things of the that so that work for me, like because it is actually leaning in to this, you know, this dumb action movie thing about. For some reason, they think it needs to be added on, and if they built the episode around that, I think it'd be something.
1: Well, yeah, Uh, that's what I was trying to say earlier when I was like, if you had just left this to Homer, have Mel Gibson say, "Hey, Homer, make the movie you want to have," and we could have gotten something completely bonkers like this, and you know, the response to it that would have been something that would have been something interesting instead of it all being about Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's also, Matt. I we I should make clear. the, Anne, the Ellen DeGeneres and H. Lesbian joke is the one that is in between this and uh, gotcha. the, the, this scene. The previous scene was the tour bus with Man's Chinese Theater and uh, Hugh Grant jokes.
1: Oh, that's right. The Hugh Grant jokes.
0: Gotcha. It, was a, it was a Hugh Grant joke, uh, Homer and Mel Gibson, then a Ellen DeGeneres joke, then um, then this ending scene, which is, you know, I just want to make those. I think it's very important that we delineate. Uh, the different celebrity references they make.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was super important. I'm remember, glad you cleared that up. For you us. remember Hugh Grant? I try not to. Eh, I think he was. Fine. He made some okay movies. I yeah, just his movies are fine. The paparazzi were always after him, and I I don't care at all about that. <laughs> so the president doesn't have a head anymore. The president no longer has a head. Uh, Luckily, even the studio executives, who the the Simpsons are always making fun of, realize how bad this movie is, saying it's as bad as Godfather 3, and they then proceed to attempt to destroy it. Uh, However, uh, Homer and Gibson uh, are far too proud of this monstrosity that they've created, so they grab it and they run out the door uh, with the executives uh, followed closely in a chase, and that's where we go to commercial. I also... I'm not Godfather Three it I would
0: not call it good. I would say it's better than this episode. You would or wouldn't say? I would say it is. I would say it is better you know, than this episode. I have never seen it. Now I kinda of want to. I it's not good. I but, no, but, but you know I do I do want to say I don't think it's when you make a bad thing, you don't get to make fun of other bad things. You don't get to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah, when we come back it's still we get a chase scene. And a lot of the third act is all action scenes. We get we get Homer and Mel Gibson stealing the 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 the, the film because it's in a canister. It is not you know it is the the it was, raw, it was too early for digital. Yeah, it's raw footage. So they steal that on a golf cart. Eventually, they crash the golf cart. It all this doesn't really matter. They they you know there's kind of it's kind of. It, I'm. This isn't the same production run as the rest of season ten. It just aired in season eleven, which is you know the thing the Simpsons do. They air, they air three or four episodes. <laughs> yeah, they usually air the the first the first few episodes of a season are usually the production run the previous production run, and just it just it's tiring just watching all these episodes on the road where every third act has a chase scene in it, and it is it's just crazy. There's a and it's just and it and it. It's not that chase scenes are bad or that they can't work in The Simpsons, but when you see, like, out of the past 24 episodes worth of, of Simpsons, how many of them have a chase scene in the third act?
1: I'm going to with too many. That's what I'm going to stick with.
0: It's, it's just seem they blur together, and it's just I don't – I can't differentiate, like, what's happening in this one versus when one I watched four episodes ago. Uh, we cut back the family there at a Hollywood wax museum, except all the people are real. And because they're washed up actors who
1: apparently I, just hang out there all day.
0: Yeah, we get it. We get fake Adam West, which I think that also that hurts. It hurts that that joke hurts uh, a little bit because you had Adam West and and Homer loved him.
1: Yeah, and he was great.
0: Yeah, he was and great. He still was great when this episode came out. Yeah. And then and, and, and like at the same time that they do this fake Adam West, literal Adam West is starring in Family Guy continue to do so until his passing. Um, whatever. They have an Adam West joke. Um, Homer and Mel Gibson are running. They crash their car. They keep, They They continue to run from the Hollywood people who are following them. They end up in the same wax museum, which I guess aren't – not all of the characters are fake
1: because there is a dummy in the road warrior car. Well, Mel Gibson was too big of a character. I'm sure once he stopped being in movies, he would have showed up to, for work every day. I guess that's true. So
0: Mel wants to give it, call it a day, turn in the movie. Homer refuses because he likes movies.
3: Ah, oh, crap, here they come. Well, that's it, Homer. We should have known better than to match wits
2: with studio executives. Hey, come on, turn that down under frown upside down. We're not finished yet. <laughs> these dummies look pretty good.
3: Well, I've had a lot of surgery, old
0: child. Shh! Mr. Lomato said he'd fire us if you didn't stop bothering the customers.
2: Homer, what are you doing here? No time talk, need steel car. Must say powerful but controversial movie. Hello?
3: Quick, now get in! forget it, Homer. Let's just give him the stupid movie.
2: Movies aren't stupid! They fill us with romance and hatred and revenge fantasies. Lethal Weapon showed us that suicide is funny. That
3: really wasn't my intention.
2: Before Lethal Weapon 2, I never thought there could be a bomb in my toilet. But now I check every time. It's true, he does. Movies mean that much to you, Homer? They're my only escape from the drudgery of work and family. No offense. Oh, what
3: the heck. Let's hit the road. Shove over, Junior. That thoughtless destruction will surely bankrupt the museum. old Oh, John. shut up.
1: <laughs> Sorry. There's the, the, the wax statues talking and turning to be real people is still pretty funny. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like this is where this episode should have gone of movies being so important to Homer that he's willing to risk practically everything for them. Yeah. And it's just, it
0: just, it's not about, it's not about anything. Like, what is this episode about? How important movies are to Homer, but every they don't reinforce that at any point. Like, literally, the next scene reinforces the fact that Homer doesn't even watch the movies. It, I I just don't. I don't know why they would. I, I don't. It's in service to jokes,
1: and I I think that's basically. The, I mean that you, that's kind of what season ten was. And this is a, once again, this is a part of season ten. It is everything is in service to more jokes on the screen.
0: Yeah, it is not there is and it's, it it stands out to me because people say oh well there's still you know good jokes and I'm like yeah it's not that the jokes disappear but the Simpsons is never just about humor to me. It has never been just about humor to me. You know it, it, one I don't find this episode that funny but the thing the reason I always thought The Simpsons was funny is because it is character based humor and it makes sense with the characters. There's a moment in early on in this episode where not or I guess first act I suppose um I well, know it's in the sec. It's in the second act, I think, because Homer. It's when Mel shows up at the Simpsons' house and asks for Homer's help, and before he can do that, Homer says, I, he 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 is defending like he's jealous, I guess, and he's saying he shows uh, Marge's ring, and he says this is it's like a very kind of uh, this is evidence that she's my wife and I own her, she's my property or something along those lines." Oh yeah, forgot about that and that is not a people human people don't talk like that right human people don't talk like that like that's a joke well most of them don't not any not people that i like and want to root for as my main character well that's true yeah which is another again a lot of people point out this as like primo jerk homer yes we just seen it multiple times now um but It's just people like it's just Homer saying jokes because, oh, we have a joke for this spot. We could finesse it or change it or do something different that would make more sense. But we don't. It's just here is the joke we have. So that's what we're going to use. Um, they are they run from the the Hollywood in a Road Warrior. It's not even it's not the it's not even the Road Warrior car. That's my biggest. That's even a bigger problem because they don't take the actual Road Warrior car. They just take one of the hot rods that one of the the like the outlaw guys drive. Like why would you have Mel Gibson just drive the uh, the actual car? His car. I don't know. So.
1: The, and the, sorry, that was the sound of me shrugging over there. Uh, okay, the, sorry. It's hard to get the sound of that.
0: Oh, yeah, I understand. All, all the family members just grab onto the side. So this is the second chase scene in the third act in the span of four minutes. We have a, a second chase scene in this now a Road Warrior type car. I would not call it a the actual car. So uh, the the <laughs> they throw the doll off the car. The execs, they do stop for it, Matt. You said they don't stop. They do stop. Cause then you wouldn't get the joke about oh it's a
1: dummy. Oh yes, yeah, sorry they 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 hit the dummy and then they. Oh I said they did stop. No, Either way, you 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 said they didn't stop because I had to erase your
0: terrible error. How dare you? Oh, sorry, you monster. Sorry. So they 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 run over. It, well, the the dog gets gets run over. They don't actually run it over themselves. But then they stop, realize it's not actual Mel Gibson, uh, continue driving, and then Homer. After saying that I'm tired, that we need to continue running because it's important about, you know, because movies are important. Homer reverses course and decides, no, he's tired of running and they need to stick up and make a stand for this movie.
2: What are you doing? I'm tired of running away. Did Braveheart run away? Did Payback run away? It's time we showed those
3: suits what we're made of. The heck is that?
2: Well, the one on the left is Mel Gibson. I don't know who the other two guys are.
3: Will you please tell me the
2: rest of the plan? It's your plan from Braveheart. Your army mooned the enemy until they could take no more and surrender. No, they didn't. They attacked us in a horribly bloody battle. Remember? Actually, I didn't see it, but on the poster... Jump! It... Homer, are you okay? I think so.
0: No.
1: I still laugh when he drags the car with him.
0: Yeah, so they stop the car. They moon, Homer and Mel Gibson moon the execs as they drive towards them. Mel Gibson jumps out of the way. Homer gets hit by the car, and it's just stuck up his butt, in his butt, I guess. that's Which is how that works. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm done to, I'm done, I'm past. Oh, cartoonishness! Yeah, I'm kind of it's 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 too late now. So they <laughs> again they get Homer gets hit by the execs, gets hit by a car, and then we cut to a showing of the new version of the film. Right? That this is what this is the this is the Homer and Mel Gibson version, right? Right. Why do they? Get to show the movie,
1: I guess they convinced them to release it at least to you know test audiences so why anything in this third act uh, funny haha joke time this is this is how it has to end so everyone knows that uh that version was terrible that it wasn't just us uh, I just I just here I just want to put a thought out there about it,
0: okay this is just me
1: spitballing you
0: could potentially. Still have jokes, okay? I I don't I don't want to. I'm not proposing no jokes. I'm saying that if the end result is them showing the movie anyway, why none of there's no causality. It doesn't need none of this needs to happen. We don't need to see it. They don't. What we need to – is it. We need to deliver the prerequisite amount of punishment to Homer and his butt before we are. He's allowed to get what he wants. I,
1: I guess. I mean, you don't. You didn't need a chase scene. You could have just had Mel Gibson using his clout to say, "No, this is what we're going to do." And then there have were jokes to get out of that. Then have more
0: episode with interesting things happening. I guess, and not I just hope. chase scenes again. I mean, you have Mel Gibson, and he's just kind of driving in a car. Like, even by the own logic of the show, like if you have this big movie star, wouldn't you want to have him do something meaningful? You think so? Okay, I'm just i just spitballing.
1: I'm just spitballing.
0: I, I just it, 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 You know, when you're watching this and thinking about, it, you're like, things need to happen for a reason.
1: Whoa, 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 Robbie! That, that is that obviates most of season ten. Come on, now. I understand that, and I,
0: I'm, I'm not going to stop. When I, I'll start, I'm not going to be talking about this is too cartoonish unless until unless the most extreme situations like Loch Ness monsters appear. But I will point out every each and every single time that. The plot makes zero sense, and this is it. The causality is – this is a basic function of storytelling, all right? This is not complex symbolism, complex metaphor. This is not subtle, like, subtle fine touches you add in at the end of a script, all right? This is simple things, simple plot holes that you fix. You don't
1: let your your thing go
0: out like this.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of stuff you fix in, you know, round two of going around a script. This is not – this does not last. No, you don't go, oh,
0: we have a bunch of chase scenes. And someone at a certain point goes, well, they end up airing the movie anyway. Why did they do all this stuff in between and then get caught? They got caught. Like, if they got away, it makes a certain level of sense. Again, and it just feeds back into – all. For, this is just – they had – They had – you know, Braveheart is still in people's minds, I'm assuming, and so they had a joke with Homer mooning people, Homer and Mel Gibson mooning people, and they didn't want to cut it. That is my thought.
1: That does make a lot of sense. And to be fair, I wouldn't want to cut that either. That seems like a good joke, but there's got to be a better way to get that in there. I would assume there is. So they – we cut after Homer
0: has a car literally embedded in his behind. We cut to the premiere, I guess, of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington – um, the Springfield premiere, I guess. Well, it's everyone in Springfield, so unless they flew them all out to Hollywood, probably. Yeah, I am assuming it's it a Springfield premiere. It has Homer's name on the on the 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 what's the name of that the the name of the, the the on the marquee marquee. Thank you. Name on the marquee, Homer, and it's a Mel Gibson Homer. I think they actually say it says Homer and not even Simpson. I think it's Homer. Yeah, just Homer. Homer, Homer is like hey, Prince hey, and Madonna. Homer. Homer and he's like Prince Madonna and Madonna and Sting. You know, he just goes by exactly the single name. P- they they watch it. Uh, apparently, they get everyone watching it hates it and or gets sick from it. Uh, that it's, which sounds about right. Like and like that. I th- I want more of that. You know, we get comic book guy being smarmy. We get Flanders being like faint at watching it. Like if that, it just leaned into that a little bit more of like, of Homer having like this, irris- like, and Mel Gibson having it like, like, which is literally what happens in Mel Gibson's career, like passion of the Christ. The big complaint about that film was like, it's so gory for being a film with literally Christ as the main character. Like, and, and you talk about Braveheart and Apocalypse, and all those films, all his movies, they's directed are incredibly bloody and violent. And that was the complaint. I'm like, well, that's like, you get, it's right there. But, you know, that's, the, I guess they only had Braveheart. They didn't have his other movies to work with at the point. Yeah. Everyone hates it still. Uh, Homer, I guess, and Mel, I don't know if Mo Gibson is, a, we're, we're kind of also not sure if Mo Gibson even likes this version of the movie. Does he like it more than the old one? He seems to be okay with it. I guess that's true. So it fails, basically, uh, and Homer and Mel Gibson commiserate about it, I guess? I'm sorry I ruined your career, Mel. It's not your fault, Homer.
3: I guess there's just no room in today's crazy, gentle America for violent dinosaurs like us.
2: How did the country lose its way, Mel? When did we stop rooting for the man with the flamethrower or an acid-spraying gun of some kind?
3: I blame the internet and the return of swing music.
2: Well, whatever it is, we gotta get rolling on our next picture. Hey, what about a prequel to something? Everybody loves prequels. I don't. Okay, Mr. Difficult, how about a teen sex romp where you and your buddies are always trying to get some? No, wait! A ghost? Who wins the lottery? You could be the ghost or the lottery commissioner. What about Indiana Jones? Does anyone own the rights to that? Hey, Mel! I fell out!
1: Yes, and that's hopefully the best thing that will happen to anyone ever again is that Homer never makes another movie. Uh and then we the, the episode ends with a shifty dog, a shifty-eyed dog who was behind the whole thing. Yeah.
2: Which
0: if he's the villain who's responsible for this episode, I it it works. I don't cuz I don't like him. Uh yeah. Like there and even in that mo- even in that little bit there is some there's some substance there like and it it, it feel that even feels a little I don't know, predictive of where Hollywood has gone. Like there's mention of prequels and mention of, you know, you know, if if they want to make a statement about violent bloodbaths of movies kind of
1: disappearing. All right. That's something. That's true. Like That could have been the whole point of this episode is that uh, Mel Gibson and Homer are are, they prefer movies from like the high action times of the, you know, the eighties and early nineties. And, you know, obviously uh, movies have actually changed a lot in the last 20 years. Uh, I mean, one of the things they talk about is uh, when did we stop rooting for the, you know, guy with a machine gun or whatever Homer says. And it's funny because even now we look back 20 years, which is essentially when this episode came out and think, wow, things were really bad back then. People were way more violent than they are even now. And we're also, you know, jerks to each other so you know that is something that could be said you could make an episode all about that how things have changed i mean i'm pretty sure uh i guess there's an episode called the last gun in the west where i lastest bart meets an old west cowboy kind of guy it's kind of like that lastest gun in the west lastest gun thank you of course it wouldn't be the simpsons without the stupidest name possible i don't mind
0: i don't mind the name lastest gun in the west yeah he ends up being a incredible alcoholic i think is the
1: yeah um as far as i remember i kind of like that episode
0: um
1: it it was a good episode it's essentially what this episode could have been uh, of just an, an examination of what hollywood used to be and what it is now and what happens to the people who liked it the way it was
0: yeah and like i feel like the late 90s was a time of transition for action movies like it's not like action movies stopped being successful or blockbusters stopped being successful and stopped making millions and millions and millions of dollars. I think the late 90s was segueing away from the extremely gory versions of those movies. You know, like you think of action movies, you think of those time periods of like of Mel Gibson era, you think of Lethal Weapon, you think of Die Hard, you think of Predator, and all, all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and they're all very violent, they're all rated R. And nowadays in 2018, in the last five years, I would say, all those movies are PG 13.
1: You know, you think I would of, say the last at least decade, if not fifteen years, they've all become PG thirteen. Because ever, ever since uh, Marvel started hitting with all the action movies, they've all been PG thirteen. I mean, it's they happened even before then.
0: Yeah, you think of like Fast and the Furious
1: and you know the Rock,
0: any rock, the Rock starring vehicle. You think of Star Wars, like all these big franchises. Like they're all effectively action movies. You know, they're not incredibly yep. complex movies um but they're all pg-13 there's not a lot of blood and violence. like the violence is all bloodless you know there's so still incredible levels of violence it's just you don't see blood you know people get shot and they just fall down yeah there's there's no gore
1: there's no nudity
0: there's nothing like that because they want as many people to see them as possible and i feel like it was i don't think i maybe hollywood wasn't quite there at the time but i don't give this episode that much credit like i want to yeah but I don't think they're trying to say anything meaningful. I think it is literally just like, "Hey, we have Mel Gibson and Homer being pals and doing stuff," and that's all this is. It's not good, sadly. No, it's it's pretty bad. It's it's. I I don't know. If, I don't I don't feel as upset as, as I do like when you dish upon a star. Or, you know, like I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting kind of desensitized to it because I've seen a lot. You know, all <laughs> yeah. season ten. But it's not good. Like objectively, it. The episode is poorly constructed. I don't think it's that funny. Uh, I think Mel Gibson could be used better. He could. He's at the time he was a super huge star. And it is another of a Simpsons episode that feels
1: barely like the Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems more along the lines of I can't even think of a show that would be like this.
0: It feels like an aging sitcom. It feels like, oh, we have a celebrity. It feels like a, like an a, la- a latter day episode of the Brady Bunch or something where a celebrity shows up and we have a you know, or the Cosby show or like when they had a celebrity show up or any like any of those like very kind of generic sitcoms when they ever had celebrity guest appearances, you're just like the episode becomes about them. Yeah. And even like any episode of the Simpsons that have super heavy guest stars it is still somehow, a, it revolves back to The Simpsons. It comes back to The Simpsons and about Springfield and about how it works in the, their own kind of weird microcosm. It just doesn't do it. Nope. Nope. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for this for my favorite episode. If you do have a favorite episode, send it in to SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. If uh, Also, if we missed it, we missed your episode, or you weren't a listener, or I accidentally did, i lost your email. Whatever it is, send it in. And I'll read it. We'll get to those at the holiday episode, and in, in, which is getting closer and closer. Um, I have a question for you, Matt. Okay. Is this
1: episode broken? I would say yes. I don't think it's like shattered into tiny pieces. But I do think this episode's core concept is fundamentally wrong. Uh, because like you said, there's no reason for it to exist. No character grows. No character does anything. It's all about the guest star, the celebrity guest star, and a vehicle for jokes. And most of those jokes aren't even that good. Well then, Matt, I, I think I agree with you. I think this episode is broken. With that,
0: we will need to fix it. It's time for Fix This Episode. No, you were right the first time
2: with that quick fix
0: idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. <laughs> so, I think we've we've laid out a few things. I think throughout uh, the the recap, the rundown. Um, one, I, I think less Mel Gibson. Well, hopefully, yeah, or at least better Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, something that cha- like something that is not just. There's just so I, I, we play the clips. There's just so much of it that it's just like, oh, Mel Gibson is so great. He's handsome and he's such a movie star and we love him and everything he does is amazing. And I'm like, I, isn't this supposed to be cutting about their celebrities or at least be quirky and weird? Like, what's special about this? Yeah,
1: it feels like if they had done something to where it, it turns out Mel Gibson is a completely different person, not just this, you know, Hollywood hunk that could have been worth it. I mean yeah. that way you could have at least had him not playing was essentially what people at the time thought was his real persona.
0: Yeah, and it's just like this weird everyman character, which is like fine, like it's fine. But it's not interesting. Like if 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 he was bloodthirsty and he wanted no, he's like yeah. The studio made me make this kind of generic remake of Mister Smith Goes to Washington because they want to make a prestige picture. Like if he's actually if he doesn't like these ver- movies, which they never really get him to say, he's just like, he's always kind of insecure about it, but he's never like, I hate these kind of movies, I just want to make blood and guts action movies, I'm like well, have him be that, and have like, your idea of having Homer just make his own movie, and like, or have Homer fix it by himself and try and make a Death Wish type movie, a Die Hard, a Lethal Weapon like, that's something, it's a direction, it's a, like, it's a focus point for this episode, this episode has nothing, like, it does, it's so, there's, like one, wherein in the whole first act. The first act is all in Springfield. The second act, it gets to to them in uh, in Hollywood. And then the third act is all chase. And it's just, it feels so rushed. Like, slow it down. And you can still end with the premiere of the movie, but show us more from A to A, from B to C, I guess.
1: Yeah. Because like you said, if Mel Gibson played a different character, like almost like his character in South Park. Like that was a really weird episode. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a very interesting counterpoint to this. Uh, of course, it happens after the Passion of the Christ and all that. Uh, that's more of a good way to use a guest character. Although in that case, it definitely was not Mel Gibson.
0: <laughs> no, and but I mean that's the thing. Like you have Mel Gibson, he never pokes fun at himself. Like there's nothing. Where's the humor in his in this portrayal? He's just like, oh yeah, I really wish I want to make a movie that has an action scene at the end. Oh, I yeah. I can't feel. There's no empathy there. There's no. There's nothing. I have no feelings for Mel. Gip, this version of Mel Gibson in, in particular It's just kind of bland. Like, give this chari- Like, give this episode some. F- f- like, if you want to make it about this crazy action movie that Homer wants to make, and yeah, do that. Go for it. That sounds awesome. Instead, it's just kind of like. Kind of Mel Gibson just hanging out with Homer Simpson. I was just like, I don't want that in my Simpsons. No, that's boring. Yeah, I don't want that. Like, have some stakes. Like, there's no stakes in this. None. Like, they go, they get, they they have to escape with the film. They don't escape. They still got to show it. Like, well, then why did they do? All- okay, all right. I'm getting, out. I'm losing, I'm losing control. Uh. Need to dial it back. Well, that's it. I think that's it. It's not – there's this alternate universe where we fixed the episode. It's not here.
1: It's a good universe to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's where I put, where I put myself whenever we're watching these types of episodes. Uh, I think that'll do it for we fix this episode. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I will comb through the old Simpsons news group, see what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, what they thought of it. Anything else that felt topical uh, worth mentioning?
1: These reviews are all over the place. It's usually what happens with the bad episodes. You'll at least have one or two people who just absolutely love it, but then everyone else is just like, "Nah." It's literally like average. the
0: The, the average of it is average. It was like grades of C were the average in the end of the day. But I pulled, I pulled reviews from every from A, B, C, and D. There's no f's I could see, so i I got one of I, I- got a one of every flavor you could say uh first of all, I had major doubts about this one, but was extremely surprised i mean effort went into this the story had the usual a a b f problems, but that was just about all that was wrong with it. It was extremely well written, hilarious of places, and was to an extent plausible character wise The new ending scene in the middle of Act 2 was truly classic material. I mean, that was Season 4 hilarious. this episode outshine Lisa gets an A? My previous vote for best AABF episode? Probably. I'd have to see that one again, though. But I was in a bad mood before I watched Beyond Blooderdome, and now I'm in high spirits again. Good show, Governor. A+. Wow. I... When you say it has the usual problems, but then it gets a literally perfect grade... Your logic does not N- seem to match. The, you know, so, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to try to be too hard on these people. Another quote, Homer gets a job and meets the celebrity plot, but not that bad. Just not spectacular. It's nice to see Dr. Nick again for a brief second. And the weird lesbian's line is something which sounds stupid on paper, but is actually rip-roaring and hilarious due to complete randomness. Mm. Some stupid stuff, such as basically the old Chase scene and the Travolta appearance, but a pretty solid, late, solid ep by late standards. Haphazard compared to old seasons, but eh, what you gonna do? B. I think that's probably a healthy attitude. Mm. What are you going to do? Yep. Uh, I think what you're going to do is obsess over it and do a podcast about it.
1: <gasps> that's the healthy thing to do.
0: Everyone knows that. Yes. Uh, here we go. Next one. This was not an impressive episode. As hard as they tried to make Homer funny, he just wasn't. This was also just another variation on 7F16 and a mostly unfunny variation of that. However, the episode did have some bright, part, bright points, especially Homer's version of the film. Not to mention the whole idea of having Mel Gibson do a remake of Mr. Smith goes to washington f7 f16 is oh brother where art thou which is what we said earlier man huh uh and finally the, the 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 worst one of the worst reviews i suspect that the general opinion on this one is fairly negative and my personal opinion isn't much better most of the gags seem to be closer to typical car- typical cartoon fare than is or was anyway typical of the show Jet landing in the driveway, the car chase, and the some other visual gags just didn't work that well. Most of the rest of the episode was just random stupidity coming out of Homer's mouth. Some of it was funny, and several of Homer's really dumb suggestions were amusing, but this stuff shouldn't carry an entire episode. I think Homer was hired as a script consultant for this episode.
1: Sounds about right, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a D. No
0: S, though. No worst episodes ever, as I can tell. Uh, a couple other notes. Uh, here's someone... Uh, that You know, this is the first episode of season 11, which... Starts putting we're getting in the territory where Simpsons are starting to enter rarefied air, you know, where they're like, most shows don't last this long. Most shows don't get till season 11. That's true. Uh, Here we go. There's something special about an 11th season. It's one or two years over the average long lasting lifespan of nine years. Seems to say there's something above average about a TV show. Simpsons is no exception. It's now joining the ranks of such brilliance as MASH, Cheers and other shows that reach 11 plus seasons for one reason or another. Mar- even Marywood Children, which taught the country to lighten up and recognize the sordid family life. Our official family would have still have gained its rightful places in an honorary, long lasting TV program that did the medium justice, even if it had ended after about eight non shaky years. But alas, it proudled on deciding that manufactured situations were better than honest, innocent, down to earth comedy. And while this is so unfortunate, at least it got us here to year number 11. They got to written this this year. Yeah. Um. Here we go. An, uh, a note about electric cars. The electric car was a. G- this is a 1999 note about electric cars. The electric car was a good idea. They just didn't pan out as well as the environmentalists expected. Well, they don't pollute, their range is something along the lines of a gasoline powered car with a quarter of a tank left. They also require special rechargers and take an entire night to recharge. The project isn't dead, though, as they are being targeted towards niche, niche markets, like park rangers for people who never leave the city. Turns out we've gotten better at batteries. Yeah, it turns out batteries have gotten better in the meantime. And they pollute less than regular cars. They still, as long as they're drawing their power from coal-burning factories or coal-burning plants, they're still polluting, technically. Technically. If they're drawing from, you know, solar power or nuclear power or wind power, then
1: a lot less. Considerably less. Yeah.
0: And finally, a note about film. The internet and the movie making process cross paths in an unexpected way. Recently, for ages, movie studios have invited audiences for test screenings. The process works pretty much like we demonstrated on the show. Uh We see demonstrated on the show. People watch a movie and then fill out surveys on what they did or didn't like. Final movie is then tweaked based on what people thought. Or dumped to the direct to video market if it's really unsalvageable. The sudden availability of internet access has become a problem for movie makers. Chances are, given an audience of reasonable size, at least one person in the audience will later be on the internet registering his disgust or delight with the film producers probably don't mind if someone gives the movie high marks but bad reviews can quickly build a negative buzz that sinks the film before it even opens since the point of a test screening is to fare out flaws in the film producers would rather people rather people keep their mouth shut until they work in some improvements Hollywood insider websites live or die in this kind of material so the problem isn't likely to go away soon certainly is not
1: nope still kicking
0: yep that's that's like the majority of film news I feel like nowadays is very much like how is things going on the set of the next
1: DC movie or yeah. the... like, we know everything about this movie before it even comes close to coming out Yep, stuff like that that's it for that segment we can move
0: on to our listener question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow
2: KPBL is going to give me something stupid Well hot dog we have a wiener
0: yellow I a question of the week this week is what is your favorite moment from season 10? Despite our, our relatively negative outlook on the, the season, <laughs> there's still plenty of very memorable things and great moments in the show. Uh, first from Chris, the entire guys and guys and dolls dinner theater scene from mayor to the mob being a theater geek. I love when shows do things like this. I wish the actual musical guys and dolls had the great title song. They wrote for the episode <laughs> guys and dolls, um, from Nick, uh, what else you got? Uh, Well, there is this one thing. It's about a killer robot driving instructor that travels back in time for some reason. Uh, uh, uh. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. Okay. Well, you see this robot. He's got a heartbreaking decision to make about whether his best friend lives or dies. Eh. His best friend's a talking pie. Sold. How are you? Done it again. Ron Howard. The best part of that episode. The only good part about that episode. <laughs> uh, from Will. Homer's inventions from the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, especially the Everything's Okay alarm.
1: This will sound every six <laughs> seconds as long as everything is okay. You can't turn it off.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite. You can't turn it off. Uh from Zach Le Grill, what the hell is that? Uh very good. From Alistair, his corpse is climbing the building <laughs> uh, Andy A lot of people seem to like Mayor to the Mob. Yeah. Andy, I'm a big Vegas nerd, so I enjoyed Viva Ed Flaners for as much as the Simpsons can do oddball things that don't make any sense. The rise of attention to detail with the Vegas trip was impressive. Kevin's answer: two words, max power. Uh, from Amy, everything's coming up Millhouse. Uh, from Kevin, hey, you don't have to take that from some punk ass crab. Oh, uh,
1: I said this is from AJ. Go ahead, AJ. Thank you. Uh, well, I was wrong. The lizards are a godsend. But isn't that a bit short-sighted? What happens when we're overrun by lizards? No problem. We simply unleash wave after wave of Chinese snakes They'll wipe out the lizards. But aren't the snakes even worse? Yes, but we're prepared for that. We've lined up a fabulous type of gorilla that thrives on snake meat. But then we're stuck with gorillas! No, that's the beautiful part. When wintertime rolls around, the gorillas simply freeze to death. You have, you you do a very good
0: Skinner delivery, I I will
1: say. Thank you. That's, I was trying really hard. You hers. did
0: a good job. Uh, next from Alex. Okay, whatever, man. Uh, Luigi, bring you a kid's a free pizza. Why you have to make other fun, eh? <sighs> uh, burgers uh, at Hey Brian Kelly Lake Grill. What the hell is that? A lot of fun. Everyone likes Lake Grill. Uh, employee millionaire O. Benjamin. Uh, I really like the electronic devices on planes gag in thirty minutes over Tokyo. Uh, uh, Bart, you're the waitress. Uh, turns Game Boy off and the plane starts falling. <laughs> Lauren L. Elklam Everything's coming up. Millhouse. I love that line so much. I got a tattoo of it. He's dressed as the doctor, but wow. Millhouse was the inspiration. <laughs> and she attached a picture. It's pretty good. Steven at Stephen K. Mark. Let's hear it for the real Comptroller. <laughs> <laughs> the real comptroller? Uh The professor. Yes, I would, Kent. And after Moe's, we went to Krusty Burger, and the mayor got some more change, and I ordered a double-double. And they gave me the double-double-double-double.
1: They sure did. Yep.
0: Laura, they sure did. Laura at L. Uh Since 30 Minutes Over Tokyo is one of my favorite episodes. My favorite season 10 moment is when Homer makes a swan out of Japanese yen, and it floats away. Like they do. 10,000 10, yen. Rory at Roy RorySobernagle.com. Uh, Wild Bars Can't Be Broken, that whole episode moment, the song is great, but the best is Homer dashing into the house with a Peter Pan hat and the cotton candy, telling the kids about the carnival. Love it. (laughs) Uh, Steve, at Steve Simpskin2, you better call for backup chief when they're chasing Homer in uh, Homer to the Max. Uh, Finally, and finally, this is from Kathleen. Uh, Hi, Robbie. Also, Matt, though, I know you'll have to pass the message along since digital forms of communication both frighten and bore him. Mostly frightened. Yeah. Uh, My favorite moment from season 10 is from Bart the Mother when Bart, fighting back tears, says to Marge, everyone thinks they're monsters, but I raise them and I love them. I know that's hard to understand. And she replies with a whole heart of love and kindness only Marge can muster and says, not as hard as you think. Run for it. It tugs at my heartstrings every time and demonstrates the rarely illustrated depth of unconditional love between Marge and Bart, a definite gem in an otherwise mediocre season. Um, You both put together an awesome podcast. I can't wait every week for the show to come out. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Um a lot of very popular also is that moment um from Bart the mother.
1: What is your answer, Matt? My answer is also uh from Bart the mother. It's when uh the they toss the lizards off the roof and they start to fly and they ask Skinner, "Did you know they could do that?" Yes, I was hoping they didn't know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. That yeah, you hope, you hope the, the you hope the lizards forget their natural instinct. Um exactly i I love Bart the mother and i I really like the everything's okay alarm it that might be my that might be my the funniest thing I think in this season um oh for sure i the first Homer to the max when he's Homer to the max when he is giving out the possible names that he is he wants to use that that episode is still so much potential it was so good and then it was just suddenly not. Yeah. But, but Homer the Max, Max Power, name? handsome, be wonderful, <laughs> Einstein Q Rockefeller. It's great. Um, next week's question: Which celebrity guest disappointed you the most? Not necessarily when you liked the least, but when you maybe hoped for more. I'm gonna have to think about this one. I'm not. I don't have an answer for this one off the top of my head. I'm gonna have to think about it a bit. But I'll Let's post this, a list of guest stars. Yeah, poof. It's a you look at that list, it's super, super long. Um, I will post this question on all our social media Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show on Twitter at Simpsons Pod. You can email us at Simpsons at gmail.com. There, I get it right this time. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am
2: the smart. I am the smart. SMRT. I mean, S M A
0: R T. The No Google Trivia Challenge was where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions: one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. We're coming fresh off the tie of last season, I'm feeling motivated, powerful,
1: strong. mm Hmm. So what you're saying is you already have a false confidence. Good to know. Probably. 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 We're having a, There's
0: a, a problem with Google Sheets, Matt.
2: Oh no. You can,
0: you can only go to Pro Z. Gonna have to
1: That's just the worst.
0: Gonna have, to, gonna have to go back start at A again. How how terrible. Um I'll start us off, Matt. You ready for an easy question? I am ready. These are all from uh Lisa the Beauty Queen. Oh interesting, okay. Your easy question The Little Miss Springfield pageant is sponsored by what company?
1: Uh Laramie Cigarettes. That is correct. All right. Are you ready for your first question? Sure. Who hit Bart with a car in Bart gets hit by a car?
0: That's <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> a, a good question, Matt. That'd be Mr. Burns. It, uh, you are correct, uh, sir. <laughs> Remember when Simpsons episodes were very direct for their titles? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your medium question. Where does Lisa get her hair done? Oh, man. I have no idea. It is turn your head and quaff. Ah, of course, of course. Fairly certain you've had that uh, been a bonus
1: question before, Matt. I think so. What's my medium question? All right, so your medium question: What is the name of the music store where Homer buys Lisa's sacks in Lisa's sacks? King Toots. Oh, you are correct.
0: All right, your hard question, Matt, and I'm. I- I don't, I had like this feeling that you've asked me this exact question, but I'm asking you anyway, cause I still like it. Um, what are the proper dance instructions for the pageant choreography? Oh Lord. Ah.
1: All right. It's pivot, step, turn. Uh, Oh man, oh, this is so hard. I get them all mixed up in my head. Uh, pivot, step, turn, pause, uh... It, I, I got nothing, man. It is all running together. <laughs> it's step, pause, turn, pause, pivot, step, step. Not
0: step, pause, turn, pause, pivot, step, pause. Of course. So how they, could I have not gotten that? It's step, pause, turn, pause, pivot, step, step. Is the correct... hmm
1: The correct dance instructions. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I believe you have a question for me. Right. I, I do. I do. Okay. Um... Your hard question: What mm-hmm. What is the name of the song Lurleen Lumpkin sings at the end of Colonel Homer?
0: The name of the song she sings at the end of
1: Colonel Homer.
0: The end is. Hmm. This feels like I should. This feels like I should know this. This feels like a slam dunk. Um. Is it? That's because I have like an answer. I don't think it's the last song she sings. Because the last song is her on the show. And Homer abandons her and goes back to Marge. He sells the rights to everything to some dude backstage. So it's... No, that's not right. I feel like an idiot. Uh, it's it's good that this is broadcast to thousands of people. Me uh-huh. being a moron. Um, that's not it either. I like had another song title, but that's not it. She doesn't sing that song. They just say the title. She does not actually sing that song so I can, why can't i remember the dang song i don't know man i don't either but i know it i know if i just if i if i delay long enough the song will come into my mind that is how it works right matt sure that's that's how memory works <laughs> you sound like that's not actually how
1: memory works uh because it is not
0: oh okay if things aren't there, they're just not there, is what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, and they're, th- th- dang it, Matt, friggin' Homer and March kiss while she's singing about losing Homer. God, dang it! Why can I think of it? I don't know, Matt. What's the what's the name of it?
1: It is Stand by Your Manager.
0: Dang it! Oh, that's what I, I should have just guessed it. Ah! You
1: should have. <laughs> <sighs> It's okay, Robbie. It's okay.
0: You're, you still won. I need, I need every point I can get every single episode, Matt. I cannot. I think I upset my cats because they're all freaking out, <laughs> yelling. <sighs> That's what I thought. I just literally thought, like, stand by your manager. I was like, they. She just said the title of that. They didn't actually sing it. Uh, dummy. Okay. I have some bonus questions for you, Matt. Ooh, okay. These are from John, and it's a very simple question. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a quote, and the, the episode, it is it is from, you tell me if Lenny said it, or Carl said it. Oh, okay. First from Burns Air, but I didn't say E!
1: <laughs> that is definitely Lenny. Correct.
0: E! e- <laughs> uh, Homer loves slanders, one of those American robot cars. That was a Carl. Correct. Um, from The Last Temptation of Homer, yeah, usually you just take the box of donuts into the bathroom. Uh, That's also a Carl. Correct. From Burns for Coffin Craft Craftwork, this is the worst day of my life. That is Lenny, because he's the only one smiling. Right. From Bartender Child, I'm always interrupting people. Uh, That is also Lenny. Correct. From Mountain of Madness, oh, no, they said there'd be sandwiches. Uh, That is Carl, after they confused the cabins. Lenny. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh. It's Lenny. Uh from Homer the Great. Oh, and don't bother calling nine one one anymore. Here's the real number. I believe that's that's a Carl. That is correct. From the Springfield Connection. Hey, Homer, are you sure it's okay to smoke Cuban cigars and gambling here now that your wife's a cop? Uh that is also a Carl. Correct. This is only one of them, Matt. Pretty good job. I know my Lenny and Carl,
1: what can I say? You can say, I'm a smart fella. It's like, well, okay, I just know those two guys. They speak to me. Who doesn't like? These Clint- guys of the best lines too. Who, who doesn't like Lenny and Carl? Everyone likes them. Who could? Uh, who knows if yeah. if if they don't? Then I don't know if
0: I want to bother with them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll do it for the Google trivia challenge this week. We'll have more next week. More brain stumpers. and Me being a dummy, not saying the answer that I know. So still angry at myself we can move on to our final segment segment with every single episode with it is time for best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever is a part show man i rank the episodes categorically we watch them chronologically eventually compiling us to every episode ever and how good they are or in this case how bad they are or how bad they are this episode is bad or at least not good i don't i i guess it's 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 like I I I, like I don't know if it's like it's not aggressive. I, maybe it is it is it. Matt, tell me tell me how bad this episode is because I I'm, I feel like I'm starting to lose
1: my sense of these things perspective. Yeah. Okay. I don't think this episode is horrifically horrendously bad. I don't think it goes on the bottom of the list. I, in fact, I actually think this one is. Uh, above our bottom five. It doesn't mean the bottom five uh, because it's not offensively bad in the way when you just upon a star, you know, make room for Lisa, Homer Simpson, kidney trouble. He, there was no Loch Ness Monster. So there's no need to be worse than Money Came By Me Love. But then we start getting up into Homer's Odyssey, Simpson's Bible stories. And I think we're somewhere in there. Uh, I mean, I'm also looking at Sunday, Friday, Sunday. Uh, that, that's probably as high as I would rank it, uh, is 202. I think it's worse than that just because it use it misuses a guest star that could have had an interesting plot line.
0: Yeah, I don't I feel just by us calling it broken. I don't know. I I definitely agree that it is better than Make Room for Lisa. I don't know if it's better than Monty Can't Buy Me Love. Like, yes, it is like extraordinarily insane that the Loch Ness monster is a appearing (laughs) character in a Simpsons episode as like a real thing but I feel like the zaniness in that episode works a little bit better
1: yeah I would definitely agree this episode one of its major crimes is that the jokes aren't funny so all of like the machinations (laughs) you have to uh you know make this plot happen are just not worth it it's just bland yeah
0: like, yeah, it's not aggressively bad, but it's also like they're like that. Uh, I, I would not say that about like, I think it's bl- it's less it's more boring than the any of those lower like even the lower episodes on this list. Like as we'll say what you say about Scully they're at least mostly not boring. They might be like make frustratingly angry in their construction or the things that happen in them, but they're not boring. They're full of action and insanity. This is just like, like there's so many, there's multiple chase scenes that I just can't make myself care about Mel Gibson. I'm just yeah. like, I just feel like, uh, I don't know, but I, I, I would put it right below Monty Can't Buy Me Love." I think I could be okay with that. You're not gonna waste time arguing about the bottom six of the list. No, no. If we, if we had a new number one, possibly, but the bottom six, nah. So okay, Beyond Blunderdome goes on number two ten on our list. Um, right above. Make room for Lisa. Right below. Monty can't buy me love. Last on our list is still when you dish upon a star and Homer's enemy. Still number one on our list.
1: Uh, next week's episode, Matt. Have you taken your focus in lately? Ah, uh, no, because then life is just not any fun. Yeah, brother's little helper
0: is our next episode. It is the focus in episode. It is the Mark McGuire episode, the Major League Baseball conspiracy episode. So I I remember I remember thinking this episode
1: was all right. Yeah, yeah, I remember thinking it was not terrible but not like super outstanding. So, you know, we'll see. It's, it's still part of the season 10 batch. Yeah, it is. It is an
0: AABF episode. Uh, I I <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm <laughs> it's getting to the point where I'm kind of like dreading. I'm like, "Oh, am I going to end up hating this thing? I hope not. I don't want to hate him. I want to like him. Hopefully. Uh, I know it doesn't. I just, I'm already thinking of like, oh, it's the ADHD episode. It's probably not, probably not going to treat that
1: uh, with much care. Is it? Probably not. Probably Maybe they just kind of move past it. Uh, I mean, if I recall the episode, it's, it's mostly about what happens after he's on the medication. Right. Which might as well just be like a fantasy drug. Basically, yeah. All right.
0: That's next week. Watch along with us. Uh, we'll talk about it then. Um, that'll do it I think, for us today. Uh, you can find all the stuff on our website. This is SimpsonsShow.com. Links to new episodes. Um, links to Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Links to our Patreon. If you want to help the show out, throw us a couple dollars, get some bonus content with it. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's Couldn't do it without you. You can find me online, on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. You can check out my other podcasts, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial fanaticist. It's about lots of nerdy things, uh, books and TV shows and movies and podcasts I want to talk about with my friends. Uh, most recent episode, I talk about the classic of Russian literature, Soviet literature, I suppose, The Master and Margarita by Mikhail Bogokov, one of my favorite novels.
1: Wow, that is that is saying a lot.
0: You should read it, Matt. You like it? Really? You think so? The devil shows up in Soviet Moscow. Huh. All right. Fair enough. It's pretty good. With his retina, causes chaos. Well, wow. there is a giant talking sassy cat named Behemoth. Interesting. So yeah, it gets a little weird. That's oh. unusual
1: for Soviet literature, but sure, why well, not?
0: It is absolutely not what you. It is not Dostoevsky. It is not Tolstoy. It is very fantastical. It's closer to oh, okay. it's closer to Neil Gaiman than it is Tolstoy. Although it certainly owes a, right. it owes a lot, of course, to Tolstoy because it is written in Russia. But it is a you know mag- there's magical realism. Of stuff. It's a great book. Great, great book, I would even say. But I talk about that. You can listen to that. Matt does not participate in social media unless there's a certain level of a Patreon backer,
1: you wanna fight him. That's true. Uh, I have recently spent a lot of time under the sea, uh, as it were. So, you know, just need to get a message to me. Grab your cutest little clam. Make sure they have the correct Jamaican accent and just pass along a message and uh, it'll get to me eventually. Why does he have a Jamaican accent? That doesn't make any sense at all. No, no, it doesn't. But it's (sighs) funny. So, hey. Uh, Funny. I mean, I like under the sea. It's one of the better songs. I can't. I don't think I can name another song from Little Mermaid. Part of your world. um, Nope. No, don't know it. No, that's also the one where her sisters do the intro thing, um, which uh, I I can never remember the name of.
0: I can name a bunch uh, of Lion King songs. I can name Beauty the Beast songs. You know, that era of Disney, I can name almost a bunch of songs from the other movies. I cannot name any from Little Mermaid except for Under the Sea. Not even,
1: not even Poor Unfortunate Souls?
0: Nothing. Not coming up. There's no, you say those words, nothing comes up in my head. So. Oh, that song scared the crap out of me as a kid. This is this week in Disney Talk with Matt and Robbie. <laughs> with that, we'll call it a day. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.